Welcome back, and thank you for playing It's So Interesting, the podcast that reveals so much interesting about travel, destinations, cultures, and helps you plan your trips and learn more about the world around us. We chose this way of communication, and there's so much we want to share that sometimes it's really hard to choose topics for the episodes as we discuss so much during the week that can't tell everything in this podcast. So we are thinking about adding our podcast to Patreon so you can have more information weekly and you will be able to choose what type of information interests you the most. So stay tuned! Recently, we've been working on the wineries guide in France and came to an interesting question. Why the volume of the wine bottle is 0.75 liter? We discussed our versions without searching for the information and came to various conclusions, such as the idea was to make the bottle look sophisticated and elegant, which is not the best version, as we agreed that it definitely was not the winemaker sought of back then. Another version was that it just happened so, that at first wine was sold in a bottle of 0.75 liter, and it happened to become a tradition. But you know, these are our assumptions, and we wanted to know the exact reason. So we researched and researched and decided to share this with you because it's so interesting and this topic is directly related to traveling as many people travel to explore wine regions and taste wine. But only if you know this fact about wine bottles. So after finishing our homework and researching the information about wine bottles and their volume, we still don't have a solid answer. Because there are many theories on why the wine bottle is 750 milliliters, but there is one that is the most reliable. Wait for a second, I need to pour a glass of wine for this topic, saying to you better cherish the conversation and feel the moment. By the way, we mostly like Italian red wines such as Chianti, Montepulciano d'Abruzzo, Cananao di Sardegna, as that we actually discovered recently while traveling to Sardinia. And if it comes to Spain, Rioja wines are the best to our taste. But it is a whole other topic and one day we will get to that either, making an episode about wine, wineries and wine tours. So, wine bottle. Back in 1974, the main standard of 0.75 liter wine bottles was established in Europe. It is noteworthy that these standards allow other volumes of wine bottles either, including 100 milliliters, 0.5 liters, 0.75 liters, 1 liter, etc. However, 0.75 liter bottles are considered the most popular standard ones. So, how did this happen and what series stands behind it? There are several versions of why the choice fell on this volume. The first one is a very old one and it is directly related to the glass making process. Some say that back in the day when the bottle making process was a manual process and the glass artist had to blow in a glass to make a bottle. Basically, about 300-400 years ago, the master could blow out a volume of air equal to 650-750 milliliters. So this was the volume of a standard bottle he could possibly make. 
But this year it doesn't sound very credible, as uh, there are facts standing that bigger bottles were also used back in the day for the storage and transportation of oil oil, for example. And the larger bottles to store wine were used when makers discovered that cork could be used as a sealing agent, allowing wines to age in the 18th century. They found that larger bottles not only looked better, but they allowed the wine to age and develop over longer periods. So this information proves that those bigger bottles existed. Another theory on the standard wine bottle volume is 0.75 liter, because this is the exact volume of wine that can be obtained from a one kilogram of grapes. Experts confirm this fact by the fact that in industrial production the amount of juice obtained under the press is equal to 70% of the weight of the grapes. However, two years ago we visited a winery in Tuscany and they stated that it should take about 1.5 kilos of red wine grapes to make a bottle of wine. And the last year, when we went to the winery near Ravenna, the winemaker family there provides an outstanding tour and wine and food tasting. They also told us that the amount of grapes for winemaking depends on many things and nowadays only with professional gear you can get a bottle of wine from 1.5 kilos of grapes. So we decided that this theory is also not that credible to consider as truth. As the version, yes, but not as the real reason. The next theory is the ability to fill six glasses of wine using one bottle. At some point there were the rules of medicine established years ago stating that three glasses of wine a day did not harm human health. Therefore, a 0.75 liter bottle was ideal for a dinner for two. <laughs> it still is. Uh, well, if you ask me. Additionally, in ancient Rome, when glass bottles were not used, wine was stored in small vessels with a capacity of 250-270 milliliters. This dose of wine was included in the daily diet of every Roman soldier. Some say it was more convenient to use 750 milliliter bottles to transport and divide wine among three soldiers. Well, this theory has a right to exist, but it has more questions than answers. For example, there is no proof of such medicine rules and why a bottle of wine has to be shared by three soldiers. There are no answers to that. So we assume that if there is no logic behind it, then probably it is not the right answer in such case. And there is another one, more logical as we see it. It all has to do with the peculiarities of trade and export established between England and France back in the day when wine was exported to England. Usually barrels were used to transport wine from France to England and the bottle volume is related to the amount of wine and containers it was sold in. For example, a 225 liter Bordeaux barrel contains 300 of 0.75 liter bottles of wine, so it is easier to divide and count. In England, the imperial gallon was used to measure volume and according to it those 300 bottles made 225 liters, which equals 50 gallons, one gallon is 4.5 liters. Consequently, six 750 milliliter bottles made a gallon and it was easier to transport such six bottles in one box. I promise to write down this counting scheme down in the description or in our telegram channel so you can actually kind of like see it because I assume it can be very difficult to understand it while you're listening to all those numbers. But this theory really sounds logical. 
Nowadays, traditionally and practically, wine boxes contain 6 or 12 bottles for that same reason, easy to transport and count in gallons. This theory may be too difficult to understand, but it has a lot to do with the reality of trade and it was necessary to tax those bottles of wine and transport them to the customer. In general, all of those theories have the right to exist, as each somehow gives an explanation. We like the barrel gallon one the most, as we find it credible after researching this topic. However, we also believe that each version contributes to what we have now, as some traditions, customs and habits provide the background to what we have and use in the present day. We also encourage you to visit small wineries while you are traveling, as there is so much new to learn about the harvesting and winemaking process, the bottling, the effort and the reward. I find it so interesting and fascinating how much work people do to make a bottle of wine. So yes, we recommend it if you want to have the best experience, you can always contact us to plan your unforgettable journey. So, planning a trip, you always have to think about transportation, right? And most likely, you will be flying to your destination. And the most frequent question regarding this topic we received on Instagram in a small survey is recently is how to sleep on a plane. Oh, this is a good one. There are so many factors that influence our ability to sleep on a plane. But the research determines the most common, a lack of personal space and privacy, noise and turbulence, and dry air. Knowing this, it is easier to prepare for good sleep during the flight. The first thing I need to take care of to sleep on the plane is to plan my comfort. For example, I always have socks so I can take off my shoes and wear warm socks. I also wear comfortable clothes and get a big warm scarf. I can use it for both as a blanket or roll it into a neck or a back pillow. It is a very useful tool while flying. Consider taking a scarf with you every time you travel and you will see how handy it can be. Moreover, you can turn it into a bag if you need to. but as not the topic right now how to use all those things. Another important thing is to choose your seat. The window seat is considered the best seat for sleeping on a plane as you have a wall to lean on. But not everyone can get a window seat as their number is limited on the plane, so you have to think about how to make yourself comfortable in another seat. Definitely don't leave any bags and clothes underneath the seat in front of you, so you have space to stretch your legs and comfortably change sleeping positions. Also, choose your seat in the front or the middle of the plane to reduce the effect of the turbulence as in these parts of the plane is less sensible. And it is also important to choose the non-sunny side if you you plan to sleep on a plane without the light disturbing you. Yes, you can close the blinds, but you can't guarantee that other passengers in the neighboring rows will also do so. For that reason, you have to be smart in planning your seat selection. Before your flight, download the Seat Guru app. Just enter the name of the airline, the flight number and the date of departure. The service will show a detailed plan of the airplane that will perform the flight. On the diagram, you can see the best and worst seats in the cabin marked with different colors and information about them, distance between rows, access to emergency exits, seat widths, etc. 
If you like to sit by the window, but at the same time want to sleep during the flight, we suggest learning the route of the plane in advance. Depending on the time of the day, the direction and the difference in time zones, the sun can shine throughout the flight. Knowing this, you can plan your side and seat for the flight. It is always hot and muggy on the sunny side and most likely you will not be able to rest comfortably. To know your flight route, enter your flight number on FlightAware or FlightRadar24 app or website and you will see the trajectory of your flight for the previous 7 days. It helps a lot to choose the opposite side not to be bothered by the sunlight. But if you're bothered by the light in the cabin, consider buying a sleep mask. One of the most disturbing factors during the flight is the noise that simply does not depend on you. Throughout the years of traveling, we developed a recipe for noise not to disturb your sleep on a plane, train or bus or whatever transport you use for traveling. Download the pink noise track. Pink noise reduces the difference between the background hum and loud jarring noises that jolt you out of sleep. Or you can choose any other sound that you find coming, like the sound of sea waves, birds in the forest and other nature sounds. What helps to enhance the sleeping experience with a calming soundtrack are noise-canceling headphones. Although you might miss the uh, captain announcements, you will have more chances to get better sleep during your flight. Of course, there are sleeping pills, melatonin pills and other medicine to facilitate sleep, but we can't recommend you take them without consulting your doctor, because some pills may have contraindications for taking at altitude and be harmful to some people, so be careful with those ones. Instead, you can try natural products to help you sleep. For example, rich in potassium bananas stimulate melatonin production and can positively affect your sleep. You know what is also good? Oils. Some natural calming oils such as lavender, chamomile and peppermint help to fall asleep faster and improve the quality of your sleep. Put a few drops on your temples and wrists or spray on the scarf or sleeping pillow and enjoy your sleep. Also, you can drink chamomile tea before going to sleep to calm your mind and body. Bring a few tea bags with you on a plane and just simply ask your flight attendant to bring you hot water. Water is essential during the flight. Try to avoid dehydration by drinking enough water, slightly more than you usually drink during the day. Also, if you are planning to sleep during your flight, reduce caffeine intake a few hours before you come to the airport. But have a light meal before your flight so you aren't hungry during the flight. And of course, if the flight includes meal service, order your individual meal on the airline's website before the flight, vegetarian, kosher or special meal. Thus, you will be among the first ones to be served during your flight, as those meals are usually served first, so you will eat earlier and will not have to wait for your food to come. Or choose a seat in the front to get your meal quicker. Also, to not be disturbed, always keep your seat belt fastened during the flight, especially if you sleep. It might not be that comfortable, but at least it will prevent you from flying around in case of the turbulence and the cabin crew will not wake you up to ask you to fasten your seat belt because of the turbulence. If it's a long flight, experts suggest following the usual activities that you normally do before sleeping. You can stand up and do some exercises, stretch your neck, back and legs, do breathing exercises for sleep, read a book, wash your face, remove your makeup and even brush your teeth. You can even wear pajamas or change your clothes to make your brain think that you are ready for sleep time. 
Some of those tips might help you fall asleep faster and have a good sleep during your flight. Sometimes we don't even need help to sleep during the flight and sometimes it's just impossible to fall asleep on a plane. So we use several of those uh, techniques to help our bodies and minds to relax. However, one time we were flying over the Atlantic and it was our first 787 Dreamliner flight and we got so preoccupied with the blinds. We did not get the window seats for that flight and were seated in the middle row, so we could not see in close proximity how the blinds work. <laughs> yes, this is such a funny story. Well, it was our first time and we had no idea that electronically dimmable windows are used instead of simple plastic window shades. <laughs> now, I think about about it and remember how confused we were uh, that some windows were dark blue <laughs> and some were light pink during the sunrise. The more you live, the more you learn. By the way, Boeing is using electrochromatic dimmable window shades on their Dreamliners to increase their duration as compared to the usual plastic blinds. They don't have to be repaired or changed that often and are supposed to last as long as the plane. Cool, huh? <laughs> I still can't. You should have seen us figuring it out out if someone heard us at that moment i believe that had so much fun but it didn't take us long to realize what is going on with the sky and the sun and how it all works but it was like a real challenge to oh, think about this it this is what i love traveling for you always learn and discover the other day i got a photo reminder on my phone that three years ago we went on our mexico cuba journey right before the pandemic outbreak but there was one incident during that trip and i'm thinking a lot about it lately let me guess the clock toilet <laughs> mine no no about the road incident when we were stopped by police on our way to valladolid Oh, that was an interesting one, I must say. As much as challenging Mexico can be for traveling around, renting a car, changing places and dangerous areas, we were lucky and vigilant enough to stay safe and cool except for that one episode. We were driving to Valladolid to visit Chichen Itza and some cenotes when suddenly we were stopped by police in some village nearby. To paint the situation better for your imagination, there were road signs asking to slow down and drive 20 km per hour, and further there was a police-like looking car standing 50 meters behind those signs. There were two men and they stopped us and we stopped. At first it looked like regular police check when you cross the border from state to state or from one area to another. Those checks were in Tulum while we were staying there as the police were looking for some criminals. So we stopped and the policeman or like policeman like looking man approached our car and asked, what is the purpose of your visit? We said tourism and then he started offering some package tours, tickets and guided tours to popular destinations. It was so confusing, he was so active with imposing his services that we became confused and nervous, but then noticed that it's not a police car, but some sort of local travel department or so, and he wasn't going to check our documents or have questions, he just wanted to sell the services to us. While we were realizing all of this, he was actively showing us a map, presenting guided tours and kept talking and talking and talking. I was repeatedly declining all the offers saying that we were not interested and he was showing the new one after I declined the previous one. At certain point I realized that I am scared as we were stopped in the middle of the road, not by a real policeman. Mexico is a dangerous country and while we were standing there someone could steal our stuff from the trunk. Who knew what else could happen? 
and uh, rolling all those thoughts in my head I just screamed at this man we don't need any service we don't want to buy anything from you just please leave us alone after this he just asked where are you from we replied we are from Ukraine and he said in very calm but serious voice you are in a foreign country so you have to respect the traditions and peculiarities of this country show some respect and don't be that rude at this point I was more shocked so I just pushed the accelerator and we just drove away as I knew he was not from the police so he wouldn't chase us and now it's been three years and I have the situation in my mind of course I was rude I shouldn't behave that way but in my defense I can say that I was so concerned about safety that I did not care about being polite at that moment. That's a good story to share so you know in the future that those tourist sellers, police-like cars, exist in Mexico. You don't have to stop if you see one. They are solely aimed at tourists to sell significantly overpriced tickets or guided tours. Well, that's kind of rude already not to stop. But you have to understand the difference between police and not police in Mexico. And after this story, we are trying not to be rude under any circumstances, especially while traveling. Well, because we are always polite in our everyday life and we are trying to be so everyday while traveling. But sometimes, you know, you are under pressure and you can control yourself that well. Sure, because sometimes fear, discomfort, irritation and confusion can block this feeling and cause misbehavior. What do you think? Was it rude or was it natural reaction to what he was doing? We would love to know what you think, so you can comment on the post in Telegram or write us on Instagram, so we definitely know your opinion on this situation. All the links are attached in the description down below. Don't forget to like and follow. Thank you for listening and staying in touch.